Have you ever caught yourself saying books just aren't a really lucrative way to make a living um, and authors just really can't get rich off of writing books and selling books? Well, if that's you, then I want to possibly reframe everything that you've been thinking possibly for your whole life and especially if you're one of those people who's attended the university or college to get your writing education. So let's start by asking the framing question. This is TRBM, a podcast for authors who are serious about earning a full-time living selling books to readers. I'm the host, Jody J. Sperling, and each episode, I'll share with you practical tips on marketing and selling your books. And I won't hold anything back. Sometimes I fail. Every time I do, you'll know it. Sometimes I succeed. And when I do, I'll give you my step-by-step replay so you can succeed too. Thanks for listening. Did you know that a bookstore owner is the oft-considered richest man in the world? Yeah, somebody who right now you know his name and you despise him. You probably despise him for a lot of decent reasons, but I bet you also despise him for a lot of wrong reasons. The man I'm talking about is none other than Jeff Bezos. Look it up online if you want to. I'll even throw a link in the show notes. Jeff Bezos started Amazon.com as a virtual bookstore. Now, you can go listen to podcasts out there right now, and there are some pretty hipster, trendy, awesome bookstore owners who have virtual bookstores. What's the difference between what Jeff Bezos did and what some of them are doing who are barely making ends meet? Jeff Bezos got really, really, really good at the logistics behind books. Now, here's the good news. If you start something that is incredibly difficult and you get really good at it, then you can be very good at things that are adjacent to, related to that thing, but easier. So yeah, all right, I will admit, and we all know, selling books can be challenging. Here's my podcast co-host, Chewy, agreeing that selling books can be challenging. You have to find readers. And readers aren't the kind of people who all go to the same place. Some readers go to coffee shops, but a lot of people who use coffee shops are not readers. Some readers go to football games, American football and the rest of the world football. (laughs) So soccer and football. But not everyone who goes to a soccer and football game is a reader. I will tell you that everyone who goes to a football game is a fan of football. And everyone who goes to a coffee house is a fan of coffee. So here it is. Do you find all of your readers at bookstores? Well, no, because some readers who go to bookstores only read nonfiction. And they will say that there's not enough time in the day to read a novel. So even people who go to bookstores are not necessarily interested in reading what you've written. But if you can cast your net and start to find people who are interested in what you're doing, there is a lot of money to be made in it. The richest man in the world amount of money to be made selling books. So if you're the person right now who's saying that in your genre, there's just not a lot of money in it, 
in your kind of writing. There's just not a lot of money in it. Readers are, are disappearing faster than the polar ice caps. All of the excuses that you're making right now, those are excuses because you don't want to get down to the nitty gritty of figuring out how to sell your books. And I understand. I actually understand more than you know. One of the hardest things to do is to wake up every day and say, I'm going to write my book, and I'm also going to devote some time to finding people to buy the ones I've already written and published. We don't have to do that if we're published by the big houses. You know, if you're a random house author, if you are an FSG author, if you are with any of the major publishers, the only thing you have to worry about is writing and then showing up where they tell you to go for different interviews. That's if you're one of their marketed authors, I should say. In in modern days, a lot of authors, even with big presses are not marketed because they're going to just take a numbers game approach to this, knowing that for every uh, The Martian that they put out there by Andy Weir, there's going to be several thousand books that really don't sell anything. But if they get the numbers out there, then they are guaranteed that the law of large numbers is going to work in their favor. There's another way to do this. And the other way to do this is to be a self-published author to work hard at your craft, to use the same editors, to use the same formatters, to use the same cover designers as the big houses do, because pretty much all of those people are also freelancing their work. They can't make enough money working for big publishers either. Go figure. If you want to grab one of them and you can afford to pay them one time to do the work for your book, then you own your book for the rest of its existence. Nobody else can ever put a hand in that pie unless you need to freshen it up with a new cover. Or like Stephen King, maybe you update the stand so that the medical information reflects a more modern time. But generally speaking, the book, once it's edited and done, is done. It's done. That means that all the profits you make on it go back into the bank and it becomes an asset for you. And it allows you to do a lot of great work that you couldn't do if you were published by a big house. This is not an episode encouraging you to self-publish. This is just letting you know that if you're one of the majority, 90% majority authors that are published, even by a, a, a press, like a major press, you're not going to get any help marketing. So if you want to see your book in the hands of readers, you need to learn how to do this. What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm going to tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make Ammo work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that rah-rah shish-goom-bahs tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, Ammo shows you how to design profitable ads step-by-step through a unique, never-before-tested formula. The founder, 
Steve Piper is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they want to read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery, of not knowing who's reading your books, of losing 50 to 70% of the hard-earned money you make through book sales, Ammo solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readerships. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Jeff Bezos learned how to do it, and he's not even a writer. He didn't care about books necessarily. I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm guessing he didn't think, wow, books, that's super easy to market. So maybe maybe even I just sold him a little bit short. Maybe he loves reading, and maybe he wanted to save the world because he bought into the idea that readers were vanishing faster than the polar ice caps. I wasn't there. I haven't even researched that. But starting a bookstore is nobody's idea of easy money. You want to talk about easy money, go get into real estate investing. Just literally find somebody in town who does real estate investing and offer them money to be part of what they're doing. Everybody will take your money in real estate. And if you find good people, that's easy money. That is fast, easy, good money. So if the richest man in the world founded a bookstore and you love writing and reading, why can't you do the same thing? For a lot of you who are listening to this podcast now, the answer is that you want the same representation that authors get through distribution. You want to be in bookstores. You want to be seen around the country. You want to be online, but you want to be in physical brick and mortar bookstores. And that's a great idea because one of the best marketing techniques you can ever use is to get other people to sell your books. Some of you listening right now have perhaps attended uh, a literary convention of some kind, maybe a book fair or uh, a Comic-Con, anything like that. And you'll be surprised how often people assume that the person behind the table selling those books is not the author. It's just accepted that the author is too busy and too hardworking to actually schlep their own books. And you can kind of take advantage of that because you can be multiple places at one time if you're willing to use that kind of a format. And that's what bookstores are doing. Bookstores are selling your books for you. So build a relationship with the bookstores, get the book in the bookstore, and then it's free advertising quote unquote, free advertising. You maybe have heard me talking a little bit about the Self-Published Authors Cooperative. I wanted to give you all of the reasons why I think that SPAC is an amazing way for you to possibly jump into the world of selling your books in bookstores. We don't have a massive framework right now, but we have some heavy hitting authors who have joined us, some people who are doing amazing things, are already spending a lot of money on marketing, are well known. Their books are going to be going into more and more bookstores over the coming weeks, months, and years. And you can get on that list. If you're an author right now and you want to know how to position yourself so that you can start seeing your books in bookstores and get other people selling your books, I highly encourage you to join the program. You'll notice I'm not running that ad today. That's because this whole episode has been 
a push for you to understand what we're doing. Now, what's in it for me at the moment? We're all running cover so that I can get my books in bookstores. That's where this idea came from. And I bet you that I'm not too far off from what Jeff Bezos was thinking, which is there was something in it for him, the logistical question of selling books online. My question was, how do I get my books in bookstores? I can't afford to make calls and have one-off calls and say, my book is great. I promise you'll love it and give them their pitch and hope that they'll take my book. Because right now, every bookstore in the country wants to tell self-published authors that their only opportunity is consignment. And that's because self-published authors suck at joining together. Self-published authors are horrible at joining together. We're like, oh, that's the self in self-published author. I'm not going to put all of my hope in a group of people to organize and be a cooperative, except why? Because if we do, then we can offer the same benefits that publishers do. We can offer the same benefits that Ingram does. If I'm giving away the secret sauce right now, somebody might come take this idea and run with it. And I guess if you do, at least add my books to the mix. But I don't think so. I think a lot of people will be happy to pay $5 to gamble that their book might be one of the ones that SPAC picks up, and then we'll do all of the work for them to get their books in bookstores. And eventually, once there's a proven concept behind this, probably going to take a little bit more money on the back end. But that's the difference, okay? That's the difference of this whole model. If you are an author with SPAC, you're going to pay $5 to get in the door, to have your name. And that's essentially me saying you were willing to pull out your wallet to give a small investment and say, yes, this is something I'm willing to do, but not so much that you expected results tomorrow. $5, if you never see it again, well, then I failed. And how many people got duped by how much? Not very much. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't believe that's going to happen. I've already signed up with bookstores to put self-published authors in bookstores, but hey, Life is tough. Maybe something happens. So I picked an amount of money that I knew you would have to take action to do something with. And then you give me your author name, your address, your email address, a way to contact you, a little bit of information about your books, a little bit of information about your genre, your sales history, and a link to wherever you sell books from most often. Then as time goes by, I'm going to start picking authors who have a history of proven sales. If you want to wait until you have a history of proven sales, that's fine. Or you can sign up and you can be part of this program and you can have the advantage of the community. It's not too different than what you would have seen with 20 books to 50K and how big that group is. And right now they have a conference in Las Vegas every year. They're a big deal. This is just at the start of something like that. And it actually takes care of one of the questions that 20 books to 50K doesn't, which is how do we get our books in bookstores? It's something that self-published authors have failed to do from the beginning, and all of us are still playing somebody else's game. So it's time to join together, not play somebody else's game. Let's be together in a cooperative. Let's get our books ready. Let's get them in bookstores. Let's show the reading world what self-published authors are really up to. So I'll finish by saying one of my closest friends over the past few years is an avid reader. His brother-in-law is a self-published author who I think was able to quit his job and sell novels full-time. That sounds pretty familiar, I hope, for many of you listening. 
He's not making a ton of money. He is from a two-income family, but he was able to quit his job because books made him more money, and he writes science fiction. You might even know his name, though I'm not going to mention it here because I want some anonymity for the folks involved. But my friend will not read his brother-in-law's books because he believes that self-published is inferior. He believes that self-published means that, that you tried to get a traditionally published deal, threw your hands up in frustration, and walked away. And for some of us, that is how the journey starts. In fact, that's not too different than how my journey went. I got one offer to publish a book. I had about two dozen short stories published in literary journals. My credentials were right there clean to the bottom, and that offer to publish one book was so far in the distance that I just couldn't wait. So I went and I self-published. A lot of us have stories similar to that. Some of us came from the traditionally published world, though, like Naomi Rawlings, and just realized that there was more money to be made doing what she was doing and not giving half to 70 to 90% of that away to a publisher who didn't give her any extra benefit. Yes, I just said extra. <laughs> um, so we have a group of authors from a dynamic and varied walk of life dynamic and varied walks of life, all being looked at as if we're less than people from the publishers. But you see, my friend, if he were to walk into a bookstore and he were to see self-published books on the shelves, there are too many small presses for him to keep track of. He doesn't necessarily know they're self-published. He looks at the cover. Oh, it sounds really interesting. It sounds like a good book. The design is beautiful. He reads the first couple pages. The prose is crisp. The characters are already vivid in just a thousand words. And he walks out with that book in hand. He just bought it. You made money and you were discovered by somebody who under no circumstances would ever have intentionally sought out a self-published author. That's the power of getting in bookstores. You now are in front of readers, avid readers, whose behavior is to go into a brick and mortar store and and look for new books, who want to spend $20 for a new release. Now you're in front of those people. You're not going to be running the ammo style discount, which listen, I love it. And the only way to be one of the featured authors in the self-published author cooperative is to have a lucrative history of sales of your books. I'm not going to pick newbie authors. I'm going to pick people who are established because the brand SPAC has to be watertight. The only way that can happen is if the best authors who are already spending thousands of dollars, in some cases every single day to advertise their books, are the ones that are going into bookstores. Because those are then the authors who, when somebody does walk in the store, even though they'd never read a self-published book, they've probably seen an ad go through their Facebook or their Instagram or their TikTok. And just that slight moment of recognition is the only thing that they need to have trust. It's really interesting, but test yourself. You think you're not susceptible to advertising, but I guarantee on an unconscious level, something you ate within the last week was based on advertising. I'd give the example of uh, the quarter pounder with cheese and jalapenos. I mean, that was a direct advertisement that caught me. I was like, that sounds really delicious. And I went and got one. But you could also see an ad for McDonald's for that same burger and never go to McDonald's because you're not the kind of person who does, but you may like grass-fed beef and you may stop and buy ground beef grass-fed from the grocery store and make a burger that's startlingly similar in composition to the McDonald's burger. 
And I guarantee if you take some time to think about it, you've done that before. And the reason that that matters is because ads really impact what we see and do. And these ads for these books are absolutely going to be implanting in readers' minds. They're going to be seeing those books. They're going to be talking about them. Word of mouth is going to spread. You add a physical dimension to this process that for most self-published authors has been largely digital, largely Bezosified, right? Isn't it his game? Aren't most of us still doing print-on-demand from Amazon? Isn't that still the cheapest way to get author copies that you can then sell? Isn't it cheap and well-established to read your eBooks on Amazon? Does that have to be the way? Is BookFunnel any worse? Some of you might not know everything I'm talking about right now, but there is a wealth of opportunity that you can take advantage of. And knowing that Jeff Bezos, the oftentimes richest man in the world, started out with a digital bookstore, can we not do the same thing? All right, I've given you my best pitch. Hopefully, I've also excited you, even if you don't want to join SPAC, to make a real commitment to stopping the insidious, self-defeating thoughts that authors have to live in obscurity without readers and excitement around the books that they write. Do a good job with your editing. Do a good job with your design. And then get out there and find your readers because they are eager to meet you. And if we can help at SPAC, then click the link in the show notes, join for $5, and be part of the cooperative. I'm going to be building out groups and all kinds of different things in the coming days and weeks so that there will be more cohesion. And if you want to get in early, that's great because maybe I'll just hike the price later on. I really don't know. <laughs> Demand <laughs> is everything. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening in. Hope this uh, episode has been fun for you. It's been great fun for me. And we will talk to you on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?